Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Mm-mm. Getting back together. Away Podcast back for another episode. Oh my goodness, it's you and me. And the bottle makes three tonight. Uh, we're talking Epstein and this surveillance room. We've got that new lawsuit that's been out that we've been discussing over the last couple of days. We now know who one of the victims are name released there as we've got more on these court filings. And it goes a little bit more in depth onto the lawyer and the accountant who was helping running the Epstein machine and that surveillance room that was in his Manhattan home, which we've discussed before, but we'll uh, rediscuss on this episode. Plus Taylor Swift is rocking out in Australia I don't know if we have Aussie Annie in the house on this episode, but uh, we're talking about her hotel bill. Because if I told you how much she's spending a night in this hotel room, you'd probably lose your mind. I have photos to go along with it. Plus, the most ambitious Beatles project I have ever heard of. Sam Mendes is going to be helming a Beatles biopic, but there's a huge caveat to that. I'll share that with you. And so much more. My friends, we have got a full episode. Let's go. Do, 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 do. Welcome everybody in the live chat. Love seeing all the chatter. Robin, you've got it nailed. Frankie C and Aaron are taking a drive in their brand new car, which they picked up today. I got a text message from Mr. Fancy Pants, as I'm calling him now, as he was texting me from his new car. He sent the text message via the vehicle. It was unbelievable. We'll probably never see Frankie C again. He has become too fancy for this little old podcast. Um, let's jump into, oh, God, I hate saying jump into. I'm sorry. Five points off rant. Let's go right into the Epstein tale, uh, which uh, today got a little bit. We got a little bit more information here on this new lawsuit that we've been talking about over the last couple of days. And uh, it sheds a little bit more light on that um, basically surveillance room is what I'm going to be calling it. Because we've talked about this before, how a lot of people said that there was a surveillance room in his New York mansion. We specifically talked about when the FBI raided said mansion, and we'll revisit all of that. But just to give you a little bit more background on this new lawsuit, uh, it focuses on Darren and Dyke. I believe it's in Dyke or in Dyke. I'm going to say in Dyke for the rest of the episode. Uh, his lawyer and Richard Kahn, his accountant, They've, by the way, denied any wrongdoing uh, with connection to Jeffrey Epstein. We've learned the name of one of the victims is Danielle Bensky, and the other one who is going under the anonymous thing, which you can do in these situations uh, as Jane Doe 3. Both ladies are suing Endike and Khan, accusing them of advancing the 
uh, Epstein cult-like trafficking network for more than a decade. And Dyke joined Epstein's circle back in 1995. We knew that. Khan arrived around 2005, according to the complaint that was filed in court. Um, the legal filing states, quote, the Epstein enterprise would not have existed for the duration it did and its scope and scale without the collaboration and support of others. No one except perhaps Ghislaine Maxwell was the essential and central to Epstein's operation as these defendants. Uh, the lawsuit seeks class action status and comes on the heels of the J.P. Morgan lawsuit, which was pretty big, and the Deutsche Bank lawsuit, uh, which victims sued in late 2022, providing the financial mechanisms for Epstein's sex trafficking ring. Of course, there were checks cut in both of those instances. So <clears throat> as I've been saying you know, in the past, it's good to see these victims just continuing their fight. It's not just Epstein. It's not just Ghislaine. It's the whole mechanism. And the biggest part of that mechanism is whoever was on the other side of the little fence that we like to call the government helping protect this guy for years. Because there was clearly somebody over there helping run the show. And uh, until we find out who that is, uh, I'm not entirely sure. Oh, my goodness. We got our Australian correspondent, Aussie Annie, with us. Good to see. I can't wait to talk about this Taylor Swift hotel bill. Uh, I'm not sure we have hotels this nice in America. Uh, or Europe or anywhere else. I mean, this might be the fanciest, schmanciest hotel. If this hotel were a car, Frank would be driving it around right now. That's how fancy this Taylor Swift hotel is and a big bill to go along with it. Swifties, stay tuned for that. We'll get to the Epstein uh, bit of the podcast first here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, the Daily Beast reported that Khan and Indyke served as co-executive of Epstein's estate and have shunned interviews with the press, keeping a low profile and avoiding social media. In 2021, source told the Daily Beast that Indyke was plucked out of obscurity by Epstein, and if he had a life outside of Epstein, it was very, very private. This is new information to me. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but as far as we knew, again, with all of our researching into Epstein, it was the brother that was running the uh, victim's fund for everything. Now, it makes sense that, all right, maybe the brother was still running things and these guys were helping, uh, but I didn't know that these guys had any sort of involvement with it. So that's a little bit of new information for us on this uh, episode. So there you go. Um The lawsuit says that Indyke and Khan were well aware of Epstein's uh behaviors and accuses them of aiding and abetting and facilitating his battery and obstruction of the government's enforcement of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. It makes a lot of sense because if you look at the filing, these guys were cutting a lot of checks. Now, okay, obviously, if you're an accountant or a, a lawyer for a billionaire, you're going to be paying out a lot of people. But it is a little odd that you're consistently paying girls, young women, underage girls, sums of money between just a few hundred dollars and all the way up to, you know, two and a half million dollars. That's where things get a little odd. Like if I'm working for a big time uh, flashy, uh, you know, uh, investor type and it's like cut a check for this girl for, you know, $150, I'd be like, what? You know, like, like there's no, you know, this young, you know, it would all seem a little bit suspicious. I mean, at a certain point in time, you got to kind of go, uh, you know, What's happening here? What's going on here? Uh, you know, Frank, I, Frank and I, uh, Janine, we've all opined over this for a long time of, you know, the, how did all these people work in this organization and not know? I'm sure there were a few that came in and out of his orbit 
maybe did some work for him and didn't know, but I'm sure there were a bunch that did know. Um, and the uh, lawsuit sheds a little bit more light on the uh, surveillance room. Um, over the years, a lot of victims have been talking about this. Maria Farmer, uh, Jennifer uh, Areos, they all talked about this surveillance system. Areos described it in this uh, lawsuit as inside the front door, there were many security cameras pointing in all directions on little TVs. Uh, you could actually see yourself on the camera walking inside the door. Bensky is a, uh, or was an aspiring dancer in 2004 when a woman recruited her to give Epstein a massage for $300 and his enablers encouraged her to return to his New York home. Uh, she says, quote, having been in awe of Epstein's mansion and Epstein's wealth and power, I was terrified of what would happen if I refused. Uh, Epstein bragged about his connections, of course, obviously, and used some of the footage that was gathered on those TVs as leverage. So he had this whole big surveillance system. And if you kind of walked in there, he would use that as a mechanism against you. And according to this lawsuit, and again, Mr. Khan and Mr. Indyke say they did nothing wrong. Um, they would use not only the surveillance, but they would go out and surveil these women and find out information about them and use that against them. Now, we don't have all like the final itty bitty little details, but I can imagine if they get them to come in and give a massage and it was recorded. Now you then take that film and you say, well, I'm going to show your uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, mom, dad, uh, employer, whatever your job, you know, whatever they're going to do with it. They're using that against these women to keep them in the, this, this mechanism, you know? Um, so it just, again, sort of, we always have these moments of we've been talking about this for years, this guy, but there's these things where you're just like, geez, I mean, like it was a whole entire system. Nothing was happening by accident. And this was part of it. And again, you're talking about regular average people coming across these rich and powerful people with lawyers and, 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 you know, the security people and tapes and blah, 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 and all this jazz it's hard for the everyday person to fight against that. You know, it really, really is. I don't, you know, I don't, you know, it feels like I'm making excuses here, but I mean, it's the truth. You come across some of these things and you're like, you know, geez, you get down on your luck. You do something that you don't really love doing. Right. I mean, listen, we've all been there. I haven't, you know, given a massage to anybody, but I've taken jobs and gigs that I knew would not be good, you know, I've done uh, appearances and voice work and stuff like that for people. And I was like, oh, I don't want to work for this person or help this person. Or, you know, I know this person's a pain in the butt, but, you know, need the cash, need the money. I certainly get that. All right. So you get some young girl who's down on their luck and they go and do this thing. Now, all of a sudden, there's a tape. And now they're like, oh, I don't want everybody to know I did this. And then they got to keep doing it. I mean, it's an awful, awful cycle to be in. Um, so good for these two women for continuing to do this. You know, I don't know much about you know, the lawyer here and the accountant, but if they were a part of this, which if they were cutting checks for all these years, it's kind of hard to claim ignorance there. I mean, I guess maybe they could. They say they're innocent. This is just a court filing that alleges that. We'll have to wait and see what comes about. But, you know, not a good look, you know, not, not a situation I would want anybody I know or love to be in. You know, this lawyer was a cousin of mine. I would I would have to put them in the pile of cousins that I 
don't really talk to, which is quite a bit. Most of them are in jail, though, so that kind of helps. You know, it's easy to not talk to somebody when you have to go to prison to visit them. I'm just saying. It's not that it's about me or my family and our <laughs> our mistakes, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, you, you don't want to be a part of this or or be in that kind of a situation. So glad for these women. Hope they continue with it. Hope it does become class action and more people become involved. But my point going back to before, and we've talked about this and I keep bringing it up, is these tapes. Because when they raided this friggin' house, they had these tapes. Then the tapes disappeared for a little while, and then uh, they showed back up at the the police station. You know, so yeah, giving the perfect amount of time for whoever to get whatever tape out that they needed to, uh, you know, get it out. I hate to sound like uh, you know a crazy person here, but um, the movie Inside Man. It's a great movie, right? Uh, with, uh, what's his name? The guy who's always at the Knicks games, who I love. He did, um, Spike Lee. Spike Lee directs this movie. It's got Denzel Washington in it. It's a great movie. And, um, Inside Man, it's called. I'm sure it's on it. Maybe we should make it our, our, uh, AOA flicks picks for the, uh, for the weekend. This is phenomenal. It's one of the best movies ever. And it's all, it's on Peacock. I feel like I'm on a Denzel kick. Last week, I I said on AOA Flix Picks, do the uh, the Equalizer, which I don't regret. It's phenomenal. I heard from a lot of people. By the way, I heard from Diane, who wrote me and goes, I'm almost done with my assignment to do the Equalizer on AOA Flix Picks. And I, <laughs> that made me laugh because I was like, well, it's not an assignment. <laughs> it's just a suggestion. Nobody has to do it. I, I loved it. It made me chuckle. And I love that. Uh, it was taken so seriously because I do take it seriously. I don't want to suggest something that's garbage, um, but it's just a suggestion. So maybe we'll keep it going with Inside Man. I don't know. Well, let's see. Let me think about this for Friday. Uh, it looks like it's on Netflix too. Peacock and Netflix. It looks like it's everywhere. But anyway, in Inside Man, there's a. Uh, it's a, all about a bank robbery, right? Clive Owens in it. He's phenomenal, and Jodie Foster plays this woman who's kind of like a fixer. And this guy who has a bad past, this bank gets robbed. The robbers are in there right now. They're holding people hostage. And he goes, you have to just go in and go to the safety deposit box and get this thing out. I forget even what it was. I, I think I remember, but I don't even want to say because I don't want to do a spoiler for anybody. And he goes, uh, Jody Foster goes, okay, Jody Foster, private citizen, whatever, right? Powerful people, all this money. Walks right in, calls whoever in the mayor's office and gets into the people and she, so now the police are there trying to keep the hostage alive. She just walks into the middle of the situation with the police and the, and the, and the hostage takers, the robbers. And it's like, I just need one thing out of the bank, you know? And that was it. That was it. Just boop, done. Went in and got her thing. And that was it. And so I can't help but think about that. When I think about these tapes that the FBI had in their possession as they're going through this mansion, as they're in this surveillance room, that just disappeared. You know, it's like the same thing. Like somebody made a call to somebody and everything went away and then everything came back magically. And it's like, well, we're never going to find out. And that's the most important part, right? Is it great that Ghislaine's in jail? It is. Is it great that now other people are having to answer for things, including these huge banks that allowed this to go on? It is. But... 
I will never feel 100% justification, and I can't think of that for the victims without knowing who's on the other side pulling those strings for him to allow this stuff to happen. Who went in there and took those tapes and took whoever wasn't supposed to be seen on those tapes, took that away? Who was that person? We need to know. And we'll always need to know. And I'll never uh, be happy until we do know, you know. Uh, let's see here. Scott, focus on Lex Wexner, Charles Bronfman, uh, turn their lives into hell. Um, we've been talking about Lex, I mean, for the longest time. Go back. There's a, if you go on YouTube or go to anthonyonair.com, click on our YouTube channel. The link is right there at anthonyonair.com. You can go to the playlist section and go to the Galena. We have hundreds of videos on this. So if you want more on this, if this is your bag, if you're just getting, if you're just falling into the Jeffrey Epstein rabbit hole, go to the playlist, go back to video one and follow it all the way through. You will have hours, hours of content to consume on this for sure. Um, last little bit on this too, Leon Black, another billionaire uh, who had some accusations against him. Uh, this latest uh it was a 2022 a woman filed the lawsuit against him uh she has dropped that lawsuit uh according to a report from the daily beast the litigation is now over both both sides signed a stipulation of discontinuance with prejudice last week in a new york supreme court meaning the case is permanently closed and noted that neither party would bear any costs uh, Black, who 72, said in a statement, I never met Miss Pearson, who filed the lawsuit, Cherry Pearson. I have no further comment, he said. Uh, her case was among three uh, cases of three abuse complaints, I should say, uh, that her lawyers at Wigdor LLP filed against Black, a longtime associate of Epstein since 2021. Her lawsuit said that she was a struggling mom, uh, single mom in 2002 when Epstein uh, accomplice Ghislaine Maxwell introduced her to Epstein and then he handed her off to black. Uh, so there's no more on that other than this lawsuit or this litigation is over. I don't know if that exonerates uh, Leon black in your eyes. Uh, I'll let you guys make that call for sure. That's up to you, but uh, that's the latest on Leon black feel the need to kind of bring that up since we did spend a lot of time on Leon black uh, over the years here. And there's definitely some old uh, videos on that. Oh my goodness. A happy birthday to Raven. Uh, yesterday. Oh my goodness. Raven, happy birthday to you. Look at all these happy birthdays coming in for the Ravemeister. Uh, happy belated. I hope you had a good one. I wish I would have known we would have done a special Tuesday show on your birthday. We would have we fired up the old members area show which I feel a member's show coming soon. I really, really do. I feel it feels like there's time. We got to do a members only show really, really soon. Feels like one is brewing for sure. Uh, I'll tell you what's brewing over in Ossiani's neighborhood in Australia over there is Taylor Swift's hotel bill. By the way, fresh off his Super Bowl win, uh, Travis Kelsey supposedly landing in the land down under. He's over there now, but Taylor's over there doing her uh, errors tour and she is staying in the Crown Presidential Villa. Let me bring this up for you guys so you can have a look-see at how gorgeous this place is. 
Look at these pictures. Look at this. And the Sydney, look at the Sydney Opera House right over there in the water. Just this beautiful, amazing view. This is the hotel room that Taylor Swift is staying in. Look at this big ho who uh, look at the look at the white and black marble. This looks like it was designed by a housewife in Howard Beach where I grew up. Dear Lord. I mean, you could not get that. An Italian person came up with this, I guarantee it. There's no other way. There's Italian people can't resist two things: white and black marble and prosciutto. That is it. We can't say no to both of those things. You give us black and white marble and another choice, we're going black and white marble every time. You put a slice of ham in front of us and prosciutto right next to it, we're going for the prosciutto, that's for sure. And nobody calls it prosciutto prosciutto or uh, prosciutto or whatever the hell the people are pronouncing it these days. It's prosciutto. Anyway, look at this. Got the big screen TV on the wall. Look at the... The best part is the silver uh, pole right there, a little mirror reflective silver pole. I'm telling you, every, every, this is only going to be funny to like 20,000 people, but every bathroom in Howard, I wish Cuddles was on on this episode. I don't know where she is. Every bathroom in Howard Beach looked like this in the 1980s. Every one of them, every one of them had this marble pattern. I mean, just ridiculous. Look at those Florida ceiling windows. Uh, Oh, my God. Look at this bed. Here's the problem. And look at this little thing right here. Look at the thing at the foot of the bed. I bet you that thing pops up and you get a little TV. Bet you get a little TV action in there. A little kind of comes up. Is there anything more impressive or fancier than a TV that comes up out of something? I, I mean, I submit no. I don't think that there's anything. I mean, other than Frank's new fancy car that texts. Um, my issue with a hotel like this is how do you go to sleep? You know, I mean, how do you go to sleep? Because I feel like whenever I find myself in a fancier hotel room, which is not often, <laughs> really not that often, um, you, you spend so much time like kind of checking everything out. You kind of don't just go to sleep. You know, you just never go to sleep. Um, DJ Shenanigan, the weight of that marble. Yeah, tell me about it. Also, there's no towels. That's the problem with these fancy places. It all looks nice, but you can't get a friggin' towel. You just can't get a towel in there. I, I feel that frustration. I know what that feels like. Wait until I tell you what this friggin' hotel room costs. In the comments below for my replay crew, comment below for my live chat peeps. Throw it in the live chat. What do you think this is running her a night? Because I'm going to give you the answer in a little bit. That's the actual floor plan of uh, what she's dealing with here. You got the bedroom. You got the big marble uh, bathroom right there. Another bedroom. And actually, surprisingly, only, what is there, like two beds? Not a lot of bedrooms. But look at the whole outdoor area with its own little private pool. Oh, it's two floors, by the way. Living room, pool table, dining room. I love these, like, dining rooms in hotels. Like, who? Who's? I mean, I guess if you're you're rolling with a room that big, you kind of need it, but... Look at the pool right there. Just gorgeous. Look at the views. The Sydney Bridge. Absolutely breathtaking. My goodness. I mean, it's good to be Taylor Swift. Look at this. She got the pool table over here. And this is a fireplace. She's got a little fireplace thing happening. Like, again, look at the view. The, the, the opera house, the water, everything in the... It's gorgeous, Australia. How could you go to sleep? 
How could you watch TV? This is, you know what would drive me crazy? If I took my family to this hotel room, I would just be staring at the windows the entire time. And instead of just enjoying the beauty, I'd be looking over my shoulder at my son who's playing a video game going, look at how beautiful this is. Why don't you look at it? And he would just be like, this is in his video, just Minecraft. Who cares? Doesn't just Minecraft. And it would drive me up a wall. It would drive me batshit crazy. I wouldn't be able to enjoy it. I wouldn't be able to enjoy myself. I would be going nuts. All right, lots of good guesses coming in here. Uh, let's see here. 100K, that's a lot. That's a lot. Jackie at 35,000 a night. April says 10K. Robin says 32. 10K from Luella. Beautiful name. Uh, let's see here. Housekeeping? Uh, could you imagine the housekeeping team? You can't have one person in there. There's got to be like 40 people in there cleaning the place. 50K from Miss Justice. These are some good uh, These are some good guesses. Now, I wonder, this is going to be a, a silly, uh, slightly racist thing to say from an American. Aussie Annie, is this, you, I feel like, I know one person in Australia, it's Aussie Annie. Uh, have you seen this place? Is this like a popular place? Like, I guess what I'm asking is, is this like in New York, it's like the Plaza, which the Plaza is not even the fanciest hotel, but I guess because of Home Alone, we just like, you're staying at the Plaza. Like, is this like the Plaza for you guys? Is this like the, holy shit, the the crown, you know, the crown, what is it? The crown towers? That's the fucking spot. The crown towers right there. Like, I would imagine this is where like heads of state stay. Like, I would imagine if the president of the United States rolls over to Australia, this is where the president of the United States would stay. Uh, cost is, and look at this, Australian Annie says 10K a night. Cost is 38000 Australian, which is around $25,000 US per night. Per night. So whoever guessed 100K before, you're there in four nights. You're there in four nights, which Taylor Swift is doing quite a bit of time over there. She is making it happen with that Eras tour over there, pulling it in. Now, this is chump change for Taylor Swift, right? She's making this off of the hot dogs. This is what she's tipping out to her, uh, you know, truck drivers. Well, it ain't that big of a deal, but still, I mean, it. That's that's a lot. She's she's spending per night in three nights, what most people don't make in a year. Doesn't that seem ridiculous? I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. She does. She works hard. She has brought herself to this level. But when you think about it, it seems kind of crazy. It seems kind of nuts to be like, oh, most people don't even make this in a year. And I spent it in three nights. If the hotel room costs 25 grand, how much do you think the bag of chocolate covered peanuts costs? What's that going to run you? 500? You know what I'm saying? If you go into the little mini bar and you get those little Reese's Pieces cups out of there, what is that going to run you? 750? I mean, I don't even know what. Okay, <clears throat> here, more questions from a poor person. When I go to a hotel room <laughs> and I'm there for a couple of nights, I'm leaving like maybe 10 a night, maybe like 20 bucks total. 
for the old maid, uh, for the, the housekeeping surface. Just a little, here you go. Thanks thanks for keeping it all clean during my stay. Here's a 20 spot. What do you leave on a $25,000 a night hotel room? What is that? Do you just, I mean, I don't even, I, do you just leave a gold bar behind? I would imagine Taylor Swift goes, peel out two or three gold bars and just leave it over there on the counter for the, for the uh, cleaning staff. How does it work? Do you leave them a private jet? Do you tip a Camry? Is it a Toyota Camry? Do you go, here's some keys to some Camrys. Everybody go ahead and drive yourself around on a nice new Camry. Get a nice new Camry for you. You're like, oh, John, is that a new Camry you got there? Yeah. Funny you, you should notice I was cleaning Taylor Swift's room. You know, that's my job. And uh, boom, she tipped me a Camry. So now I gotta, got that got that from cleaning Taylor's toilets. That's the Taylor toilet Toyota Camry right there, as my friends and I call it. I don't know how it all works. I really, what do you leave, like five grand? Like, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. Your old pal Ann's spending a buck 50, you know, $200 a night on a hotel, maybe 250 if I have to, right? And I'm leaving a 20 spot to the cleaning crew. If you're spending 25K, that's a big tip. That is a big, I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. Uh, this hotel room costs so much. And that's how crazy it is. You know, <laughs> don't go blaming Lupe. Now that's one tuck and one no tuck in the $25,000 suite, please. Thank you so much. Raven points out a, good, a couple of tickets. You probably have to leave a couple tickets behind, right? You're there for a few nights. You got to spread a couple tickets around. That makes sense. Maybe some backstage passes would be nice. You could probably, I mean, if you, if you tip, if you tip out some tickets and some backstage passes, uh, anybody could probably flip that for like a good 10, 10 grand. I mean, maybe five grand. I don't even know. Oh, look, our old buddy, Brian, the cannon man, and ain't no Comac motor in. You got that right, big man. You got that right. <laughs> we should put pictures of the Comac motor in next to pictures of this. <laughs> I'm laughing. All right, for those of you who don't know, the Comac motor in is a, I don't even know how you would describe it, a hourly hotel in a seedier part of town uh, close to where uh, I live. Dear Lord, did they renovate the Comac Motor Inn? Because I'm going to tell you what. A couple of these pictures look uh, pretty renovated. All right, hold on. Let me bring it up on the uh, now because Brian got us on the Comac Motor. Let's say goodbye to the beauty. Say goodbye to the picturesque view. <laughs> the picturesque view of the uh, Sydney Opera House and get ready for... Uh, a picturesque view of a 7-Eleven because that's where we're going next with the old Comac motor in. Now I'm going to go over to the Google pictures. Let's go here and let's see if we can see some of Yeah. See there, this is, I mean, look at this. Who needs the Sydney opera house when you have the luxurious and gorgeous Comac motor in? That's what I'm talking about. Old school. Like, what do I want to see when I leave my room and look out on my balcony other than all the cars of the people that are staying there? You know what I'm saying? Now, I saw this photograph, which, oh, look at this. Hold on. Is this one of those? 
Okay. Now this must be newly renovated because this, this is ridiculously nice compared to the reputation of the Comac Motor Inn. I don't know if they just did a look at this TV. Oh my goodness. I don't know if they just did a renovation. This is two months ago from Mukesh Patel. Thank you very much. But this is the outside. This does not match. By the way, what, what's it? This 19 handicap spots here. What is this? What are we expecting? The handicap army to show up? I don't understand it. Uh, that does not match here. Let me go back and see if we got it. Look at this. Look here. Same thing. Look. By the way, God bless Mukesh Patel for putting all these wonderful photos out. Um, okay. Let me see if we got an older. Like, he, okay. See, that is this five years ago. This is more of the speed of what uh, what we're used to. This is more, you, when you check in, you got to go, can I have the room where no one has been stabbed in? And then they go like this. Mm. I'll give you the room where there was less than three people stabbed. We can do that. I can't guarantee you no stabbing room, but definitely less than three stabbing. Uh, if the lobby looks like the, uh, the counter of a bank in the 80s, that's when you know you're just getting a classy situation. You know what I'm saying? That's just where that's just where it's all at. Uh, and oh my god, like, is it really a motel if you don't have a heart shaped uh, tub? My favorite part about this photograph <clears throat> is the Sutter Home wine bottle because nothing says class like a heart shaped hot tub at a motor inn with a classy bottle of Sutter Home. I mean, now you are living like Taylor Swift, my friends. You are just living it up, living it up. I can't even go back to the Comac Motor and website once I've been on this website. I can't imagine staying there and trying to stay anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Mercury doesn't look inviting on the outside. Well, it's the nicest thing anybody's ever said about the Comac Motor and Yeah. Don't forget about those hourly rates, you know, because you don't want to be paying for a whole night, you know? A beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. All you have to bring is your love of everything. Did anybody else have cheesy motel commercials? We have the Catskills by us here in New York. And uh, it would just be one cheesy, weird, motel-y looking place after another. And then they would have like theme songs and commercials. I used to watch this as a young kid before I even got into radio or advertising or any of that. I used to watch this as a young kid and go, they have money to spend on a commercial, but not enough to redo the rooms. I don't understand what's happening. Like take a year off of advertising and why don't you put a fresh coat of paint on that room? So it doesn't look so awful. Uh, I'll never forget. And this is a story for Frankie C. I wish she was here to, to, to back me up on this. Cuddles could too. Cuddles and I won't. God, I hope it was Cuddles now. If it's not, I'm, I'm really in a lot of trouble. Cuddles and I check into this room. And uh, this was years ago. We Frank, Frank, Aaron, and Cuddles and I, we go to little, little uh, Atlantic City getaway. And so we check into this room. <clears throat> Let me get cuddles on for this. This is a classic cuddles. Um, we check into this room, and I kid you not. Now, we're just, it's just like, a. this was pre-kids. So this is the last real time that we've had to relax. I don't even know if we were married yet. But we go, 
And, uh, you know, so listen, your old pal aunt, a little bit of a snob, right? I'm a Taylor, I have Taylor Swift taste with a Comac motor and budget. So I'm always looking for what's the nicest spot we could get. In Atlantic City, if you've ever been, it's the Borgata. That is the presidential suite here of uh, of sunny New Jersey, Atlantic City. So we're going with Frank and Aaron, and I'll, you know, where do you want to go? And I forget where he said. Perfect timing. Hello, Cuddles. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello. Oh, 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 here we go. Look at this. I asked for cuddles and Janine comes too. How about that? <laughs> you guys a package deal. I'm telling my Atlantic City story. Uh, what's what's your Atlantic City story? This is a time. I don't know where everybody else was, but. Um, By the way, I got like 20 minutes. Go ahead. Right, you don't have to put a <laughs> clock on me. You just be here while you're here. We'll enjoy our time together. I'll definitely put a cock on you. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where everybody was, but this particular trip wound up being Cuddles and I and, and Frank and Aaron. And so I was just saying how I like to stay at the Borgata. We didn't go to the Borgata. I don't know if Frank had a deal or whatever. Where did we stay? Do you remember? With, with, with just Frank and Aaron? Yeah, we because we went to the spa. I was, I, I, oh, that was it. Uh, we wanted to go to that particular spa. So we stayed in the hotel with that spa. Didn't we stay at the Borgata? No, it wasn't the Borgata. It was the other one. Oh, it was um, was it ha- Harris? Harris. Okay, it was Harris. Oh, okay. I remember. I remember. Okay. Wow. okay. So Frank had a coupon. Yeah, Frank had a coupon. <laughs> this, that happens though. We would go to Atlantic. By the way, I I say, oh, I stayed at the Borgata. I got Taylor Swift taste and Comac Motor and you know budget. But we we have gone to Atlantic City, not Cuddles and I per se, but in my past. And I've stayed at some pretty cheap and sleazy Comac Motor Inn type places. Oh, yeah. So we've done, we've run the whole gamut. But anyway, we go because it was the spa they wanted to go to, which, by the way, the spa was gorgeous. You remember? Yes, it was nice. That was one of the best spa experiences that we have actually ever had. Yeah. Um, so the spa was amazing. Like, I remember actually, Frank was so relaxed, he fucking fell asleep. <laughs> In the right? In Yeah, no way. Because we come yeah. out of like massages and then we're in this like lounge, relaxed room in the fuck, you know, we're just enjoying our, uh, you know, uh, cucumber water. I fucking love a cucumber water. And I got the cucumber water and it's like quiet and the music and everything. And next thing I hear fucking Frank snoring in the corner. Yep. Um, so anyway, so we go to check in and I just remember walking into the room 
and the the shade of the the window was open and the sun was coming directly into the room and you know when you you walk and you see like the reflection of something yes just on the wall what you could just because you just you catch the sun the right way was just a splatter of what I can only describe as semen. I mean, it just <laughs> you don't what? know that a lot of it. It had the again. I'm no blood splatter expert, but it just looked like it was yeah. like like a, a, you pop a soda open and it splatters. It would have had a different pattern to it. Different this trajectory, different trajectory. Great word, cuddles. This was what I can only describe as m- human semen. There's just no other. It was just splooge on the wall. Oh. And it when you only when you looked at it at a certain angle did the light hit the and you could just see like oh here like a black light like putting a black light on something it just reveals itself and it was all over the wall. And I just said to I'm like I'm like they must have shot an orgy in here. We got to go. We can't I can't be oh, in yes, this room. Oh yeah, this was one of the this was one of the times you made us change rooms. I made us change rooms because I'm like, I can't, I'll never sleep. I cannot sleep in this room. <laughs> and we changed rooms. And the second room, I got to be honest with you, wasn't that much better. It's just slightly. <laughs> just slightly. I che- And there, so now, and this was, we, this was before we were married, right, babe? Like, yeah, we it, had no kids. It was. Right. It was no kids before we were married. And I just remember, I'm like, I'm in there and this, I'm going back and forth. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm waiting for the sun to catch, <laughs> catch the wall. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're not in a semen wall. No, room. wait. Was that the time that you you wanted us to move for like a second time? And I was like, nope, I'm done. We're not yeah. going anywhere else. I'm I like, forgot what the second. I think it was like a dirty cabinet or something. It was like a little skeevy. One of like the cabinets were like a little skeevy looking. And I was like, let's move again. <laughs> I was like, nope. Because here's what I learned, and especially in Atlantic City, and Janine will know this because she's a degenerate gambler. But you go to these hotel rooms in Atlantic City, and you have the shitty hotel part, which they haven't renovated since 1984. Uh, Nope. And then you have the new part, which they just renovated last week, and nobody has ejaculated on the walls on, right? And so you always got to kind of fight your way to the new, you know, non-ejaculate room. Um which could be difficult. And that's what I was trying to strive for at Harris. Oh, okay. So that's, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the story there. Ugh. Wait, just that you, you saw jizz on the wall, perhaps. Did that spark that's a memory it. for you? No. Oh. Un- okay. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Did you ever change hotel rooms in Atlantic City, Jay Sams? Um, I think for it for non-smoking versus smoking, which I can't stand. So possibly, I think that, but I don't think besides that, no. Oh, the, the smoking. What was it? I I forget what it was. It was it nine eleven or it was something or the the housing crisis. But there was no smoking in Atlantic City casinos for a long time, and then some. We had some economic downturn. And then they were like, everybody come back in here and smoke because they were just hurting so bad. They're like, everybody can smoke in here now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe and COVID. It, no, I don't think so. I don't, no, I it don't wasn't know. COVID. Yeah, it wasn't COVID. No, but you you love moving hotel rooms. Oh, he does. 
Oh, it's so annoying. You did it when we went to Virginia Beach. You, oh, he did? Yes. Uh, he has made us, every time we go away, most of the time, he ends up, like, making us move rooms. He gets, like, so crazy. I'm sorry. I don't love it. I just hate living in Steve. So if there's something that's gr- and there was, I don't even remember what the Virginia Beach thing was. It was the shower that was gross. Yeah, there was, like, blood in the shower. <laughs> Okay, say so you painted me like I'm an uh, <laughs> I'm a villain. Always find you. It always finds you. Uh, Aussie Annie is putting splooge on her moist list of oh. words not to say near her. Oh, I hate that word. Sorry, Aussie Annie. That's the last time I'll say the S word on this uh, podcast. Aussie Annie, I want to go to Australia, but I don't know if I could do a flight that long. Did you see the hotel room where Taylor Swift is in? We were just talking about this. No, why? What does it look like? 20 25 grand a night she's paying what yeah Where? in in australia take a look it's on the screen right now 25k look at the she's got a view of the opera house she's got a view of the sydney bridge oh yeah that's uh, how many fucking bedrooms that's not an, that's like a, a fucking apartment yeah she, i think yeah. there's only two bedrooms actually look at that i said this is a howard beach bathroom right here am i wrong look at that marble Every house in Howard Beach had this marble pattern in their bathroom in the 80s. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need a vacation. Look at how beautiful this is. Look at that outdoor we patio need, area. Let's, let's plan a vacation for Feb- next February break. I don't want to be here for next February break. How many people do you think we'd have to pool together to afford to stay in this place for one night? How much is it? Twenty-five thousand dollars. Twenty-five people. Actually, probably more because you wouldn't. <laughs> I was gonna say fifty people. <laughs> yeah. To be comfortable, we were sleeping out on patio furniture. Yeah, but how work. long is she there for? That's a good question. Uh, let's see. It has to be. I mean, I would figure at least a week, right? Because she did how long in Japan? A week in Japan. I oh, thought we, she did. So she's there a week. Isn't this like a fucking tax write-off when she's doing? Like, isn't this a write-off? Probably, I guess. Mm, I don't know when she started, but she's there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So yeah, she's. Well, you're there like you have to get there, and they need time to like set up the stages and stuff. So. Yeah, so it's Wednesday, or I don't. Is it Tuesday in Australia or Thursday? I don't know how time Aren't works. Ahead of us, I want to know how she how she gets all her shit there. Like she's got to fly a lot of shit there. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw a picture of like one of her shows here and there were like 25 semis that like housed her fucking shit for her yeah. show. Sometimes sometimes they will pare it down a little bit for international shows. So you'll just get like a small portion of that, but yeah, for the most part, like because yeah. I when when I worked at JFK when I was in the cargo, uh, we had um, what's that airline? Qantas was one of our airlines, and mm-hmm. ACDC was going over there to do a tour, and we shipped their entire an entire Qantas a uh, seven. What's the big one? Forty seven. Mm-hmm. An entire plane. So regular passengers above, and then the bottom of the plane they fill with all cargo. Almost the whole entire plane was the um, ACDC staging to get it over there 
Yeah, so they'll do that, and that's a that's a crazy amount of money. Yeah, to, to send that. Janine, do you want to watch my kids so I can go away? I'm sorry, no, I don't even watch my want to watch my own kids. Oh fuck you! I said, could you imagine your kids in here? You'd be looking at this view, and they'd be playing video games the whole entire time, just <laughs> driving right. me crazy. Yeah. yeah, can you give me more time on my Nintendo Switch? That's all my kids want. But don't you agree that if you, I said, if I stayed here, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah, that's true. I don't like mirror. I don't like um, windows. I, that fucking freaks me out. Windows? Windows. Like windows like that. I don't like windows. You're going to go back and listen to this episode and realize what a batshit statement that was to make. No, I don't like, you know, you know, my fear of like heights. Remember when we went to the CN Tower? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's different. That's uh, one that got the glass on the on the no, floor. No, but there's enough like that. I am just so afraid. Like that. That's scared. I'm looking at the picture that you have up. That kind of fucking freaks me out. Being out on the patio like that. Yep. Mm. I don't like that. That's scary. I don't want to go. Oh, no. You know what this reminds me of? D Succession. Do you remember? <gasps> yes. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. But what about the like these windows don't bother you the inside? Yeah, yeah. I just hmm, I don't like being so high up. Mm. You know that's true. I I'm always seeing videos online of of people that live in the like billionaire row in New York City, and there's these new like buildings that are like just huge buildings now, and they're like all the way up in the sky and they're just all you hear all you do is you feel the building move and you hear like, yeah yeah never like you're paying 25 million dollars for an apartment to just be mm -hmm. to get the shit scared out of you it's crazy yeah no yeah. thanks i don't want to i would never ever do that i mean i guess you know if i'm if i'm as uh constipated yeah. as i am right now i'd fucking take it but you oh know oh my god Ugh. No, I'm a, I must have fallen from somewhere because I am deathly afraid of like falling from up high. Like windows, I'm afraid that like I'll just lean on it too much and it'll break and I'll just fall. I have this fucking fear. Like death, I am afraid. So that's why I don't like windows. What's a worse feeling? Oh, uh, getting killed in your dream or falling in your dream? Falling. Falling, you could I falling. It, I can't. Me too. I hate I it. Can't. Oh my god. I have dreams where I fall too, and I, you just like you just wake up. It's just so so fucking startling. It's annoying, right? It's so startling. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, Lindy, if you had Taylor Swift money, you would too. I would. Too. I, you are true, Lindy. I I probably I I'd be in a house on the ground. I think. Yeah. I probably would too, but I'll tell you what. I I don't know if I could live like this. It's too much. It's uh, like it's it's too much. Like I like I would pay a ridiculous amount of money to be on a beach, be close to a beach and, you know, privacy and all that. But the whole rig and, you know, there's a fucking piano in there and shit. It's too much. Yeah. It's too big. Yeah, I don't have patience for anything. I'm not saying I'm a Holiday Inn guy, but give me a, you know, give me a a Marriott Marquis or some shit like that. I'm <laughs> totally happy. No, what do you say? Hyatt's are usually okay? Yeah, so I'll stay at a Hyatt. And that's only because I got a tour of a Hyatt once. And 
they took me around like all the the back you know dealings of the Hyatt, and they were explaining that I don't even know why I got a tour of the Hyatt. They were explaining that the the uh, the Hyatt's cleaning standards are the highest in the hotel industry. Like they pay their cleaning staff a lot more. They have a lot more cleaning products and they clean in a lot more areas. That was all I had to hear. I we forever go to Hyatt's now because of that's just that simple fact. Really? Even the idea of their whoever whatever Hyatt we're in, they're not pulling their weight. Just the idea that there's a standard, that there's a level of expectation makes me feel better. It yeah. makes me makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, but didn't we stay at a Hyatt when we went to that dinosaur place? Was that a Hyatt? And you Maybe. weren't happy? I don't know. Remember? You were like, so-and-so is not going to be allowed to choose hotels for the group anymore. Oh, I've banned all, most of our friends. I think including <laughs> Janine from picking hotels. It, what, where was, when did I pick a hotel? Um, I don't know. You're shitty at picking restaurants, so I can tell you that much. Yeah. No, <laughs> You haven't picked a good restaurant here. No, where was what's the what's the one that the Radisson? Oh, Mm-mm. that was it. That Mm-mm. was it. Yeah. Where? That where was when we were in uh, Sesame Place. What I like to call the weekend from hell. Unfortunately, oh. I did not pick that one. No, I know you didn't. Pick, I know who picked that one, and they're not allowed. They're on the do not pick list now for yeah, hotels. Okay. No, wait. Was it wasn't that the weekend we went to the dinosaur thing, or was? No, that was that was no, that was the no, weekend okay. of hell. Well, that was that was the worst weekend ever. Why was it? Why was it that bad? That was Janine. I will never ever. First of all, it was the hot. It was what September. Oh yeah, it was really hot. It was September. Yeah, because it was September. It was like the we were having a heat wave in September. We were sweating to death at Sesame Sesame Place. And I thought it was going to be like Disneyland. And Sesame Place is not like Disney. And I learned that the hard way. Sesame Place is the Colmac Motor Inn of theme parks. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. I, I said I will never go again. I it was so to- hot. Do you remember? It was yeah. so hot that they opened up the water park portion of the of the yeah. amusement park. And that was clo- had been closed for weeks. Yep. That's how hot it was. But it wasn't even that. It's just that we didn't have a decent meal. Ugh. Like we went to, um, I don't know if you know this, but your old pal Ann has a little digestive issues. And we went to Cracker Barrel oh. and had an awful meal. Yeah, that no. was. Yeah, but it's usually, you, we've gone to Cracker Barrels before and they weren't as bad as this one. Yeah. Well, this is in Land Landingham or Landham, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we should have known by that. Which they should rename hell. And I mean, ham. I've never heard of that before. It, I mean, it. I'm probably saying it wrong. Somebody can look it up. Are it's, you talking about land? No, it wasn't Lancaster. No, Was it's it? not Lancaster. No, 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 no. But we couldn't even find. So we we went to Cracker Barrel one night, and then we ate at Sesame Place, which was horrific, awful, horrific, horrendous. And so it was like a day and a half of not a decent meal. I remember we found a Texas Longhorn Steakhouse. Mm-hmm. And on here, <laughs> yeah. And you would have thought we found a five, uh, uh, like a Michelin star restaurant. Like, yeah, it's like uh, no. Actually, yeah. I've heard that place is decent. Is that was that true? T- 
Texas Longhorn Steakhouse? Yeah. 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 It's hard to tell. Like when you're. Well, I don't know. It was. That, when that, you're in jail for 10 years and then you get out and go to McDonald's, I'm sure it's amazing, right? Yeah. You would describe McDonald's as amazing all the time, but given the circumstances, it was like it was like finding water in the desert. It was I, I don't know. It was just finally a decent meal. And then we and then there was the problem was is there was not like we were searching. Like I was searching for a decent restaurant or another hotel, I'll be honest. I searched for another hotel. <laughs> And there was just nothing like a four star experience doesn't exist in that part of Pennsylvania. No. Oh. Right. The highest we could get was two and a half stars. And that Radisson was like. Oh and we were afraid we were going to bring something back with us in our, in our luggage. Yeah, no, I think this was the afraid. start. This was the start of the bed bugs craze, wasn't it? <laughs> but Janine, you were there for like one night, didn't you? I did. We did. Part. She we did. did come for one night and it was really hot. It was sweating. We would die. And we had, I had our little girl and she was only like three months old. And it was horrible. We left her on one of the rides, remember? No, we did not leave her. We did oh. not leave her on a ride. That's right. Just kidding. Child Protective Services. I jokes. was like looking around Sesame Place and I was oh. like, where am I? Where did you people bring me? <laughs> yeah, no, not good. Not good at all. Mm-mm. And someone someone brought it up to us like, oh, we should go back to Sesame. I was like, I don't think so. Don't ask me. No. no. I would have, Robin said no Sizzler, Koopa. I would have killed for no. a Sizzler. <laughs> I would have killed. Sizzler, it would have been like LaBernadan. I swear to God. Like I, I would have killed. <laughs> Uh, but there was nothing around. No, the best was just this past Christmas. Somebody sent me a picture or a video of the the Christmas drive through at uh, Sesame Place. And it was literally a picture of one of their characters with a Santa hat on with a spotlight on it. And it was like $75 to drive through. And it was one of those after the next. I will never. I'm like, that's not a theme park experience. Like, they're stretching yeah, no. the the term theme park out too much. Never again. Never. The fucking worst. Uh, the last thing I have, the there's a, a Beatles project that just got announced, which is pretty epic because if you don't know, the Beatles never give permission to use their songs in anything. We've never had a Beatles biopic because they just don't give their likeness out to anyone. And suddenly, in a landmark move, the Beatles, Paul McCartney, Ringo, uh, George's wife, John's wife, gave the okay to Sam Mendes to make a Beatles biopic, including all their music rights that he could use in the film. Not just one movie, but four movies, each one based on one of the Beatles. Wow, really? It's a pretty huge move. Yeah, it's a pretty big move. And Sam Mendes, not for not, Sam Mendes, you know, talented. Okay, American Beauty that didn't age well. Uh, 1917 was his. He's had a couple of others. He's not who I would think of. Like Peter Jackson just did that documentary on them. Remember Cuddles? We watched it. Yes. Which was phenomenal. And then I think he was in on the AI technology that helped extract John's vo- vocals for the last song that they had. Like he's been doing this amazing, like you'd think Peter Jackson would get this, but no, they opt to give it to Sam Mendes. So now Sam Mendes uh, doesn't get to make one, but four 
biopics on the Beatles. And in classic style, we have no idea how he's going to do it. Because it's like, what does that look like? Is it the same movie just told from four different perspectives? Because I watched, and if you, it's still on Netflix right now. If you go on Netflix, there's a mo- there's a TV series about Spotify, and it was originally in where do they invent Spotify? Spotify Land in Sweden or something? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Sweden and Switzerland. I get confused, so I'm sorry, but I just can't tell the difference. Um, but anyway, so it's overdubbed, so it's a little weird. But it's the same half hour, and they just tell it from different angles. So you're getting everybody's different perspective on what happened, and they all basically wind up in the same spot in the end. So it's interesting. I don't know if you could do that for a movie. You know, I don't know how it's all going to work. I do know that the because they're calling it the Beatles cinematic universe, like the Marvel cinematic universe. So people have been like dubbing it the Beatles cinematic universe, the BCU, if you will. I do know that there will be a villain in each movie and it will be Yoko Ono. You hmm. will hate her in every single movie. That I yeah. I'm so surprised she's letting them do this. Because she sucks so hard, right? Yeah. yeah. Or is it like, has she blown through all the money and like she needs money? Which I highly doubt. No, I, d- no, I doubt it. I just, th- I just think it's probably time. You know, I mean, look at two of them are gone. Two of them are really yeah. up there. Yeah, they're mm. like they're just dropping like flies. So now it's time to put it out while people that will really know them and remember them, and you know, yeah. the younger generations don't know shit. No, it's it, it's it's time. It's time to tell that story. I mean, when you think about it, right? Our parents grew up with the Beatles, right? And all of our parents are now up there in age. So the people that are really going to want to know this story, like I love the Beatles, but I only love them from, you know, a second generation perspective, you know? Mm. So in order for them to connect with their original audience, this is it. This is their last (laughs) chance to do that. So it makes sense. Um, But I don't like, I was thinking about it. Like, do you tell the same story from four different perspectives or do you tell four different eras of their lives? Like when you think about it, you can tell maybe the beginnings of, you know, Lennon. Like Lennon, I feel like was maybe most interesting, you know, in his earlier days, you know. And then George Harrison doesn't really get all that interesting until after the Beatles break up and he goes solo, you know. And Paul McCartney found success still from the 80s and he's still going now. So maybe you just tell it in phases where the first movie on John is mostly the early days and then it's post Beatles with George. And then I don't know what you do with Ringo. I don't know how fucking a Ringo story is going to be interesting at all. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I, he's a great drummer, but I don't know how you make him interesting whatsoever, but I can tell you that Yoko will be screaming in the background of most of the films. <laughs> yeah, That's for sure. I think it should be the same movie up till now. So you bring it through, you know, them losing, Lennon, them, you know, losing people, Harrison, like all that, but start at the beginning and just have the different looking through the different people's eyes at each event. Oh, good, good point. I wonder. Yeah, because yeah, because when you think about it, the story of the Beatles is is literally a 70 year story. Yeah. You know. Because just around the time that they meet, and like, how old is Paul? He's 70, 80 something. 
Is he serious? In his eighties? He's got to be, right? I mean, our our parents are in their seventies. Yeah, but he's around the same age as our parents. I thought he he's eighty one. Oh, he looks fucking good. So he really does. So like, I think him and John got together at 13, 14, 15, 16. So you're talking about it's a 60 something year, almost 70 year story. Because mm. it's still it's going cool. on. Yeah, that's true. You know. Long story. Uh, DJ shenanigans didn't MJ buy the rights years ago he bought part of their catalog years ago which pissed off Paul McCartney but I think it's since gone back to Paul mm, Ringo's drug days we all want to know the interesting part their, their fights and arguments and all that kind of stuff we want to see like them going through it but we want to see how everyone saw him going through the drugs how everyone saw and was dealing with that like, we right. want to know how John dealt with, you know, losing people. You know, you want to see that part, too. Not only that, not only John Lennon dying, but you want to see the reaction and how everything went down right before it and after it from through the eyes of the other bandmates. Yeah. Yeah. Because imagine, I mean, I'll be honest with you. My father took it so hard when John Lennon died. He, uh, he, no, for real. He, he was like obsessed with the Beatles because he thought he was going to be some big rock star. My father, by the way, I don't think you ever knew that. Did you know that he played in a yeah. band too? No, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. So he really thought that. I guess he followed them and was like, "Okay, well now I guess I have to go design fucking plaid." Well, I bet you didn't know this, but John Lennon actually wore a lot of plaid, so I get why he <laughs> loved him so much. <laughs> He fucking if it wasn't for John Lennon and all his plaid purchases, Jay Sabs, you might not have gone to college, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that. What did Val play? Guitar? Drums? Bass? Uh I believe he played the bass. I yeah, think that's he a, did. So. That's a pimp thing to do. That's usually what <laughs> well. the big dick people play is the bass. <laughs> you gotta have a huge horse cock to play the bass. <laughs> Come on now. Oh, I heard God. Val has a Drake-sized penis. Oh, my God. Don't get God. us started. When he unzips, it hits the floor. That's just what I heard. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, oh, my God. Their time in India. Yeah. I mean, there's you could literally make 20 movies on the Beatles. There's just too much. There's right. too, When they hung out with Dylan, when they met elvis when they you know did the the uh, ed sullivan show coming to america right. like i mean it's endless the amount of shit that is fucking interesting is is ridiculous you know their breakup their breakup is so like tragic and so like i remember uh all right so david brown is a rolling stone writer who i had on a bunch of times he wrote a bunch of books and he wrote this one book about the year of 1970 in music. It's really, really good. And he got special permission to go into some library in, in England where they house like court documents mm -hmm. because right. they all wound up suing each other. So all their depositions were in there and he got to like read all this shit. He's like, you wouldn't believe he, he couldn't, he can't say because he had to sign an NDA and then they had to okay what he could take out of it and everything. But he couldn't say most of it. He was like, I can't believe the shit that they were saying about each other 
you know, really, and how nasty it got. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. really, really bad. Wow. So does now all that's left is Ringo and Paul, right? Yeah. Do they even talk? Yeah. No, they do. Yeah, they do. And what's weird is, is during the breakup, they sent Ringo because they wanted to sign with Alan Klein and, and Paul did not. And so they sent Ringo to be like, hey, this is going on. And then Paul was secretly, wor or he said not so secretly, working on his own solo album. So nobody had even known. So the Beatles were broken up for like a year before anybody even knew. Um, but the Beatles knew that Paul was working on a record. So yeah, they wanted to put out the last Beatles album that, that had already been in the can for a while. And Paul was like, well, I'm going to put out my album at this time. And then Alan Klein was like, well, no, we're going to put the Beatles album out that month. And so they sent Ringo with like a letter to to Paul to be like, you can't put out your album. And Paul told him to go fuck off. And he kicked him out of his house. But they really, yeah, they, they since, you know, put it all back together since then. But, um, but yeah, there was a lot of bad blood and animosity there. Damn. So really they would, even if John Lennon hadn't been killed and they, they would have never gotten back together. Well, I don't know because there was, so there's an old SNL bit where, um, who's the guy who produces SNL? Uh, Lauren. Lauren Michaels. Thank you. Lauren Michaels comes on, uh, on SNL one day and he, he offers $25,000, uh, to the Beatles to reunite on Saturday night live. And as the story goes, Paul had made up with John at that point and they were in New York city, I believe at the Dakota or if not somewhere else. And they looked at each other and laughed and were like, should we go down there? Like, should we show up at the studio? And, and, and they almost did. I think they got all high and fucked up and didn't go. <laughs> I thought oh. that might be made up, but they didn't go for whatever reason, but they were watching Saturday night live when Lauren Michaels did that bit. And I believe Paul McCartney confirmed that story. Really? Yeah. So they did. They did talk again. They did come back together again, but never in a situation where they played mm. music or were close to like recording again. Right. You know. Mm. And plus, it was like you know, Paul had put out stuff, and then John put out stuff. But uh, George Harrison put out "All Things Must Pass," which was like a double record, which was like just chock full of fucking classics. Like he had a long backlog of of songs because all the Beatles, George got rarely got a song on a Beatles record. It was mostly John and Paul because Paul was jealous of George and wouldn't let him get any songs on. Ooh. So George was just backlogging these amazing fucking songs. And then when it came time, he put out All Things Must Pass. And it's like one smash hit after the next. In fact, um, something is on that record. And I believe something is the Beatles most streamed uh, is the most streamed song from the Beatles in their solo days. Really? So out of all the uh, John Lennon songs, Paul McCartney songs, um, something has been streamed the most. He's got the most streamed uh, songs. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go for him. Yeah. Uh, it's a triple album, by the way. I think I said double album. It's a triple album. But yeah, My Sweet Lord is on there. What is Life? Isn't it a pity? Uh, something. He's got a lot of classics on there. Clapton plays on there. Ringo's on there. 
there's a lot that's a fucking monster album if you want to lose yeah. yourself in a, in a record go go with all things must pass it's a fucking great album all right that's it that's my beatles talk i like it oh, yeah. my father's yeah. going to be very happy about this Rotus, bring that over to val see what he says uh Rotus says why is Anne obsessed with large ones and then raven says is that why jsab's brother is so fond of flaunting his Probably. Of what? Wait, wait, say that again. Of you know what? Of penises. Oh, well. Yes. Your brother doesn't have what your father has, though. That's what I heard. You know? Mm. I heard there's a little bit of a difference difference there. You can ask my mother. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. While my guitar gently weeps is on there, my sweet lord. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's fine. That's right, Robin. He when Lauren Michaels offered the money, he said he said the Beatles, here's twenty five grand or twenty grand, whatever it was. He goes, you guys can split it up evenly, and he said, or you know, don't give any to Ringo, like whatever you want to do. It was a really funny line that he had. It was a good bit. That was a good bit. Fucking Ringo. <laughs> Fucking Ringo. Uh, I think people are going to be pissed though, because like Lennon was kind of a dick. Yeah. Like Lennon did a lot of shitty things, like abandoned his kid and Yeah. That did he really? I don't remember this. Yes, yeah. he did. And if that's because of that fucking Yoko Ono bitch. Mm, yeah. Another succubus. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lennon was a difficult dude, so I don't I don't know how much they want to uncover there, but Jada Pinkett Smith is like Yoko Ono reincarnated. It's true. That's it's true. No, she didn't die. But yes. Yet. Yeah, it's true. We haven't talked about Jada Pickett Smith in a while, thank God. I know. Oh, thank God. She's you know, I I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't say anything. Oh, I rewatched iRobot the other night. Oh, <gasps> I love that movie. I, I tell you what, it, it didn't hold up for me. It, it kind of <gasps> Really? Oh, yeah. don't tell me that. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I was like, oh, Cause now we're all talking about these robots and this AI and we're, so I'm like, Oh, so I went back and rewatched ready player one and that was so good. And then I watched I robot and I'm like, Oh no, I like that one. You know, oh God, you want to make yourself feel old. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we watched the most recent mission impossible. Okay. And Honestly, I had seen them, but not like in order. Like you know, you kind of just don't know what's going on. There's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of storyline, right? So the last one, I was like, I don't know how we started watching it, but we watched it, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is really good. I was like, then I kind of like because uh, my husband illegally downloaded all of them. I'm like, let me <laughs> let me just flip through them. So the last one was really good before this one. Now I'm like. I was like, let's watch if, let's watch the first one. Okay. You want to take a guess how old the first one is? Oh god. I don't I, it makes me want to throw up. I want to say 96, 97. No, wait. It is Oh, I, I forgot. Hold on. <laughs> 98 maybe? I feel like it was in the 90s. Cuz um, I I think Metallica did the soundtrack. You're correct. It is 96. 96. Yeah. Oh, God. So it's almost 30 fucking years old. Oh, old. old. Metallica oh. did one, and then Limp Biscuit did another one. Oh, do, do you remember oh, yeah. the Limp Biscuit Mission Impossible song? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. And we he's still don't. making those movies, huh? How many are there now? 14? <laughs> um, I th- no, there's like mission one, two, three. Then. Oh, God. Hold on. You know, I've never seen any of them. Oh, they're good. I can't stand him. I, I don't. I cannot. His his face just makes me want to like scream. There I, are one, two, three, four, five. I gotta say, I seven. I know I've seen a Mission seven. Impossible. I can't remember one of them. Hmm. I've never seven. Seen yeah. Damn. I know. There's more Mission Impossible than there are. Fuck! I can't think of the guy's name. Who's <laughs> the guy who has a lot of kids? Fuck. <laughs> the cannon. The cannon. Shit, that would have been so good if I could have gotten that. Yep. Oh my god, it's like a it's like a diver who hits his head on the board. Um, Robin, I want to bring this up. I wish we had Frank here. Robin <laughs> said, "Finish True Detective season four. I hear a lot of people not too pleased with the True Detective situation. So, okay, I started watching it. And I like went back and forth with it. And then the other night, people really were like, man, that fucking sucked. And I was like, really? No, I don't remember. I, I don't, I don't, I didn't see the end. So I don't know. But did you watch it or no? No, I've, we've not watched one of them. Well, let's see. I'll let you know what I think about it because I'll tell you right now, we finished. We finished Ted Lasso the other night. Did you watch that or no? No, no. I refuse. Well, let me just tell you. I'm I'm on Olivia Munn's side. Yeah, okay. Or Olivia and, Rodrigo. I can't remember which one it is, but I just don't like Ted Lasso. Go ahead. I love Ted Lasso, and I fucking cried at the at the season finale. Oh, oh what's happened to you? On. What is happening to you? He Are got you okay? She had kids now. Kids. I'm turning into the biggest lib out there. <laughs> You're crying over Apple <laughs> middling comedies. Like, what's happening here? No, I'm like, oh, God. But honestly, it was really good. And I'll be honest with you, I did not think that I would like it. And then I like was immediately hooked, and I was like, "Fuck, this is good." <laughs> and now I'm sad. And now I'm saying, so I started watching Larry David the last season. Oh my God, it's, it is, you don't like it. You don't like it? No, I'm asking you, you don't like it? Oh, no, don't? love, love. So, so have you seen any from this season? I saved it up because like Cuddles doesn't like doing the weekly thing. So I, I tried to save up. I thought I had three, but I think it was only the first two. I think the third one came out this past Sunday. I haven't seen that one yet. Now we, yeah, we have to see it. Yeah. Wait, the first so, two were phenomenal, though I loved them. Uh, wait, is this is the second one where he makes? No, 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 you're gonna ruin wait. it. Is when he goes shopping with his friend JB Smoove. Yes. Oh, wait, I- no, 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 no. Wait, wait, no. Hold on. Now, see, I'm. I got you. Got me so nervous that you're gonna spoil it. <laughs> I don't know now. Wait, let me go back. Hold on. The first the first one was the glasses. And the right. second one was Atlanta. No, the second one he goes down to Atlanta to make the appearance, the personal appearance. Well, guess what? You're four then, because I watched 
Yeah. You're missing. There's four now that are out. Oh, there's four. So I only yeah. saw the. I only saw the first two. Yes. <laughs> oh God! I just thought of a really funny part. <laughs> oh, he's I, funny. I'm sorry. I, he's the best. He's I, the best. He is the best, and I don't know, but it's true. Seinfeld, I could care less for. Curb, one of the best shows I've ever seen. So you tell me how that makes sense. Here's what doesn't make any sense. Frank loves Seinfeld and has never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, he really hasn't. He's never seen, which is crazy. Like, it's, I, I, and I keep telling, I go, you're going to love it. He goes, I know. He just never got to it. Oh, my God. That's such a good show. It's, it's crazy. In fact, fact, after it's it's done, I'm going to go back and watch it from the beginning again. You have to. We we recently did it. I I did it. I can't remember a few did months you? ago. I went I went from one all the way through, just in anticipation of the final season. I'm like I'm going to watch the whole thing. And I'm telling you what else I'm doing now to go along with season twelve. Jeff Garland and Susie Essman are doing a rewatch podcast, similar to the way that the <laughs> right. the guys from The Sopranos did. Mm. And I watched the first five. Because they're doing they're doing the first season, but you know there was like that special that came on before the se- first season, so they did one on that, and then they did one that was just in preparation of Curb. So literally, like how it got oh, started. Really? Oh my god, it is so fucking interesting and so good See? how that yeah. show came about. Told you, yep. Because he. <sighs> And something, Jeff, and I'll spoil this for you if anybody wants to watch that podcast. It's a really good podcast. But Jeff Garland was talking about that Larry David was actually in a bad place because he had left Seinfeld. And then he went to go make Sour Grapes, which was a movie that flopped. Like everybody thought, oh, the guy from Seinfeld's going to make a great movie. And it flopped. And then he went back to Seinfeld for the finale, which got murdered. Everybody hated the finale of Seinfeld. So it was almost like he had been one of the most successful showrunners of all time. And then suddenly everything he touched was turning to shit. So right. people were like eh, a little skeptical about it. And then HBO was just like, why don't you go do this thing? See? And, that's, and that's what it was. Okay. See? Yeah. Uh, Robin says Curb has been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, agree. Anyone seen the TED TV show? Frank did and gave it his full endorsement. He said it was really good. Uh, it was funny. Our eight-year-old son the other day is like, can we watch the TED show? And I'm like, no. I'm like, how do you even know about that? I'm like, you can't watch that show. You're eight. <laughs> told him about it. He sees it on Amazon. But wait, did you get to, did you watch season four yet, Janine, or you're still going through it? Oh, no. I'm up to date with it. So you saw the finale. Wait, no, no, no. Wait, what are you talking about? Oh, True, de- True Detective oh, season oh, four. Did, um, no, I did not see the finale yet. Okay, all right. So we'll wait. We'll wait on that because I know Frank didn't love it, and you were you were enjoying it, and people seemed split on it. And then I heard the finale came out, and everybody hated it. Yes, what is True Detective? I heard the same thing. Yeah, it, it's basically they. Each season is different, all new characters. So this season they followed a detective in Alaska, which happened to be good old box chomper um, Jodie Foster. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, Jodie Foster. <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty good. Mm, all right, you got anything else for the people, J. Sabs? We really get, we really get a J. Sabs visit. Um, we haven't gotten. A, you know what's bothering me lately, or you know what happened to me lately? We haven't had a true J. Sabs story in a long time. Oh God! Like Do a you have real, something? Like a J. Sabs story? Yeah. Um mm, sorry, we're out of time. All right. We'll try and <laughs> no, really. Do you have something? Because I, I missed I miss J Shabs J Shabs. J Sab's old shenanigans. Listen, now that I work in a school, I'm a really good girl. Oh, is that what's happening? Yeah. Oh, although, although I do have probably some good stories for um your wife tomorrow. So we'll see. Got it. Um, Rhoda, I think we need an all woman led episode with the three women picking the topics. I couldn't agree more. <gasps> you can ask cuddles. I <coughs> oh, excuse me. What did I say to you the other day? I don't know. You say a lot. <laughs> Can't stand her. I re- did I not say that you should do it's time for another girl's episode? Um, uh, yeah, you did say that. Thank you. I like it. I like it. Yeah, but I'm not good at that. Yes, you are. I'm sure you would be. Can't be any worse than me. There's a lot of technical shit that goes into this. I could just about start up a computer most days. (laughs) Uh, No, Frank and Angela's background. We did a, well, I don't know if Janine was a part of that episode, but. No, it was just me and Aaron. Yeah. There was a woman, there was a chick show. I forgot what we called it. A whole lot of alcohol going on. Yeah, well, you got to stay sober enough to to move everything around, you know? Right. Well, you know what, though? I do have to say I won't be here Friday because it's my father's 75th birthday. (gasps) Oh, Oh, you got to help him carry around that monstrous cock he's got in his (laughs) pants? Yeah. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Oh, gross. Um, so, oh yeah, I won't be here. Maybe I'll have a story from that night. Who knows? That would be great. How old is he? Seventy-five. Yep. Yep. Seventy-five years old. Seventy-five. God bless. Seventy-five years on this earth. How many of that he was dealing with your mother and you? Because that's not easy. Oh. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest with you. Your brother doesn't make it any easier either. No. You know. Um. Let's see. He started like. Banging my mom when she was eighteen or nineteen. Careful, that statute of limitation now is expanded, so you don't want to get him in any trouble this right. late in his life. Yeah, right. I heard some bad stories about him. Um, yeah. So now I have to figure out what we're going to watch now when I leave you. Oh, the worst part. The worst part. It's trying to watch something on TV. Yeah. Or do I get a? Katana has a mustache, so he said free mustache rides. Ew! 
<laughs> I'm trying to find the. I want to link. Do you remember when we did the old girl episode, Cuddles? Oh, it was a while ago. Less than a year, though. I want to say, right? Um. Yeah. Probably. Hmm. I don't know one. Was it around like Mother's Day or something like that? Or was it girl themed? I I what no, are we doing? You're wrong. You're completely wrong. Yeah, I don't Just think like, it was. You're, you're trying to mansplain me right now, too, you motherfucker. I'm not trying to me. Oh, she just bailed. See that? See, she drops a bomb and then walks away. I don't remember when it was. I'm sorry. All right, I'm gonna see if I could do a quick search here and figure it out. I remember we did like a whole pink background. Yeah, Erin was on screen and I wasn't. Yeah, it was a whole fucking thing. Oh, shit. Somebody will find it. Anyway, uh, if I find it, we'll tweet it. We'll put a little Tweety tweety Bird out for it. Okay. Oh, wait. Was it the Gilgo Beach episode? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Mm, I don't know. Um, anyway, that's it for me, Cuddles. You got Oh, it was. I found it. Son of a bitch. Okay. Uh... Mm -mm. Yeah, look at this. Aaron's chugging fucking wine already. First, first fucking three seconds of the, well, of the... She came into it having a cocktail already. Guzzling that wine up. Wait, hold on. We might have to sit through an ad. Oh, there. Look, see? Ladies night. Look at that. There we go. All right. It was the... This was six months ago. God, I don't even know. How do you even... What date was this? It's the one, the Gilgo Beach Killer's Wife Breaks Silence. That one. Search Gilgo Beef's Wife. I think I said beef. Gilgo Beach Killer's Wife Breaks Silence. We have a couple of, you know, things to talk about, and then we'll maybe have some fun. There you go. I, I'm not about that again. I think it would be great. Where, are, are you scratch? What's happening? Are you? Is there a dog next to you scratching? What's going on? Oh, I'm just. I'm. I. I always. I. I like. I. I write when I'm like on the show. I'm just like. I doodle. Like if you come downstairs right now, anything like you say, I'm just writing it. Not like keeping notes. I just have like. I get like. I guess I get like a little anxious or nervous. So that calms my hands. Look at Rhoda propping you up. You have good topics, Cuddles. See, there you go. Oh, thank you. Sybil says, yes, the bitches. <laughs> you wanna, I don't have the balls enough to suggest that, but do you want to call it the bitches? I think ladies' night's good, but you can call it the bitches. Yeah, I'm okay. The three bitches? I, gonna, I don't know if Aaron's going to go for that. Oh, I think Aaron will do that. You give her enough alcohol, we could get away with a lot the best part of this i just realized aaron put a picture aaron put their wedding picture on the coat rack oh that's so cute <laughs> that's a great little fucking detail all right that's it for us uh, appreciate everybody thank you guys so much for hanging cuddles thanks for joining in and telling the uh semen on the wall the hotel room story oh, gosh okay i appreciate that You're couldn't welcome. have been couldn't have been told without you that was good times uh, appreciate uh, JSAPs for jumping in as always. Congrats to Frankie C on the new fancy schmancy car. Hopefully, we'll hear about it on Friday's episode. 
Uh, we are back then. Don't forget to uh, member up, become a member, because as I said earlier, I'm feeling a members-only show. Feeling a little something, something coming up soon uh, for our members uh, who support us. There's three tiers, of course. You can get in for as low as $2.99 a month. Dirt cheap as far as the amount of entertainment goes uh, that we provide for you, which is not a lot, but still pretty cheap for $2.99 a month. Yeah. And uh, you, of course, can go up to higher levels if you'd like to as well, which is much appreciated. Um, link to join up in the members area is in the description of this episode, no matter if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, or whatever. It's all right there for you. So join today. We do appreciate that. And we will catch you all on the next episode. Peace out. Show me potato salad. Maybe we should go now. Go ahead.